we're training the year. Virgil Hunter and I really enjoyed listening to John, Charles, and Frank on Real Boxing Talk. Okay, welcome again to the Ultimate Sports Network. This is Real Boxing Talk. We are talking about real boxing. We have a couple of things we really want to get out of the way here. Um, well, I don't really get it out of the way, but let's see how things are set up because of what happened last weekend. Uh, Benavidez Lemieux. Um, John, you're cooking? Cook with it. Yeah, yeah, Benavidez did his thing, you know, and, and, and he just demolished Lemieux. Uh, I saw I didn't watch it live. I, I was busy, but I watched it later, what I could see. And, and we were all right, what we said pretty much. And, and uh, you were the closest, Frank, so congratulations. I just uh, jumped the line. I didn't really come uh, up with yeah. anything fantastic. Mouth reward that got one right, huh, uh, Charles? <laughs> so uh, close, at least. I, I just I just played the prices right game. I just went, uh, oh, okay, yeah, let's just yeah. do that. So. Uh, Benavides, I, 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 to me, I read uh, somebody that's a pretty well-known boxing writer said that he isn't convinced that that he, he's the real deal. See, I, I think he's if he's not, he's close. I mean, yeah. he he was throwing those combinations on Lemieux, and Lemieux didn't have a chance. Now. You always have to qualify. Lemieux has passed it. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Lemieux has been in some hard fights. He, but he did crack Benavides with a, a punch in the first round. No response for Benavides. He just looked at him. Good sign. You always wonder about a guy's chin, right? But he, he throws some wicked combinations. And you can't help but imagine uh, Benavides against Canelo because Benavides is a tall guy like Baval. He's got reach. And he punches a lot. Now, is his defensive solid? No, but he's the kind of guy that would give Canelo a lot of problems just because of his, his skill set. So big win. He said he wanted to impress. Yep, he did it. And and it, they're so disgusted with Canelo. It was kind of a crack up. And then we have Canelo news, too, a couple of days that came down yesterday, I think. Yeah, big shocker there, huh? Uh, but uh, uh, it was good for Benavides. I think he's legit. I think he's the, the number one contender. And uh, uh, he's next. Uh, I got this from the, an inside person. He's next going to fight Andre because I want that. <laughs> I must stop. I must stop. I was no, like, no, breaking no. news. Yeah, no, he, I don't know who he's going to fight next, but he's right there. And he's he, I think he's pretty real. Yeah, he's, he's a live dog. No doubt about it. Charles, what what did you see from this other than just the BS that we've been talking about? What did you see legitimately from Benavides? Well, I saw the determination, right? I mean, he always talks about what he wants to do. He wants to big fight. He wants to be considered a legitimate threat, right? He wants the respect. In order to get the respect, you have to be impressive, and he was. And I think now he's starting to get it. I don't know what happened before. Uh, prior, you know, he had the belt twice. You know, he lost it because he tested positive for cocaine. And then the other part is he had weight, you know, the, not able to make weight. So those are two strikes. You can be mad whoever you want to. That's on him. And that's why I don't think a lot of people are really feeling sorry for him because you are, you've been the champion twice and you, uh, you know, you, you let it go. So that's why I don't think a lot of people are like, how many damn times do you get, bro? But I mean, I understand his, his contention of wanting to be respected because he is good. So that's what I saw. We, we mentioned earlier about uh, Lemieux. Lemieux was past his time and he needed to handle Lemieux. And he did it in a convincing fashion. So now it's like, I handle my business. Now what's next? Um, I'll say very quickly, John was joking. But, I mean, I was going to literally say it before. But I think that's the fight. Andre versus Benavidez. Straight yeah. up. Seriously. Yeah, right. 
I mean, I'm, you, you got two dudes that are like guys are like saying they don't get no respect. That let's fight, let's fight. Andre's had that title since what um, 2018. Middle, middle title? Yeah. yeah. And I looked, I went to Boxing Rec and checked it out and I saw some names. I was like, mm. hell, he had a better uh, uh, amateur impressive resume than he did in the pros. So yeah. I fought everybody in the amateurs and beat a lot of guys too. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So I think if, if I'm, if, if I can't get, these won't be one of those guys, I can't get the major fight and we know who all those names are, then I'm like, let's fight. And real, real quick, Frank, he didn't even mention my guy, Demetrius. He mentioned Caleb Plant. That's who he seems to want more than anything else. Andre is not even in the picture, as usual. He's he's outside but, of everything. Yeah. But what's Caleb? But you know, real, realistically, I mean, just my opinion. What is Caleb Plant? Seriously, I'm not saying that he's not good, but we know what Canelo did to him. See that? That's my problem with that. And yeah, he, he's in the ring. I'm not. I'm a novice. I'm a I'm a uh, glorified wannabe matchmaker, but if you want to make some noise, you want you want to get people attention. You want the the crowd to come and go, start cheering for you so you can get a real shot. Take the Andre fight, man. Let, let's quit BSing. You really want to be taken seriously? Let's let's make this happen. Okay, but let's look at this another way. And I could be wrong, so you guys correct me on this. I'm looking at it this way. Who's Andre trying to fight? I'm not saying that he's not. I'm not saying that he is, but is he saying I should be next in line for this? I should be next in line for that. This is the guy. Is, is he out there actually saying I want these fights? Because obviously he's not getting them. So is he actually and his promotion team, are they actually actively looking for these fights? I don't not in, in my ear. I'm not hearing that. John. Well, uh, Eddie Hearn said something that really kind of shook me up. He said he can't land the big fights for Andre. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what is what is Andre? Does he smell? I mean, what, what's the problem? You know, why can't he? Eddie Hearn lands big fights for everybody why all the time, he, right? Why can't? Is it does it mean that Andre's team is too demanding that they want everything their way? Did he fall on his face when he called out Canelo, as we said? Yes, but that doesn't mean he should be banished from you know, whatever. And you know, he's gone very quiet since the whole Canelo thing. I don't even know who's promoting him anymore. We know he's in Canada. I don't know what's going on. It's like his career just stopped. Well, it's like and, what Charles said. It's It's been 2018 since he's had the belt mm -hmm. and he hasn't fought anyone that we, of any note. And it doesn't look like he's going to. It doesn't look like, see, this is the thing that I think is weird. If you're looking at it from, uh, as Charles said, from novice point of view, you would think people are avoiding him. I don't know that he's not avoiding in the same way. Right, we don't know. Yeah, so that's where we're stuck. Because at this point, you would have thought the least would have had said, okay, he's got a belt, I've got a belt. But Navidis is blah, blah, blah. You know, he even could have fought Lemieux. I mean, somebody, but... I got the feeling that perhaps a few months ago he was trying to land the Canelo fight and he didn't want to risk anything else. So he put it all in okay. to land the Canelo fight and that, you know, so he wouldn't fight anybody else because it was a possibility something could happen. So he was trying to hit the lotto, you know, trying to hit bingo, whatever mm -hmm. you want to say. Now he's stuck. Now he has to fight. He has to defend his title or he's going to get stripped and he should defend it against a good fighter, uh, a fighter, uh, like a Charlo or somebody like that, that would be a fight that would be a good fight. He he can fight. I I I think he's good. I've seen him a few times. 
but he's kind of turned into a joke. The whole Canelo thing has turned him into a joke, but he could fix that if he really wants to. But if he has to find a mandatory, now again, correct me if I'm wrong, the mandatory is not going to be another belt holder. Right. It won't so be. that's that's another fight, another few months, another thing that's going to be against someone that we're going to go, this guy from Who is that? You know, Morocco or something is fighting. And then right. we're we're another six months down the road. Yeah. So it let's let's make the fight before we get it to the mandatory and let's figure it out. Again, we got two, three, four guys are ready to go. And I don't know, Charles, explain to me where we're at here as far as how the stacks up because let's look at you mentioned Benavides. How much longer can Benavides make this wait? Yeah, that's that's a good question. There might be a while, but that's what I'm like to the point of Andre. Like you said, that's why when I looked that up, I, I wanted to go through and give him the just do. As far as God, you're giving the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, you had that, you know, before that, you were like a super welterweight. 2018, right. you come up, you get that belt. You've been moving forward ever since. We're talking about almost four years, bro. Four years of being that middleweight champion. And it's like, if they don't come to you, you got to go to them. I mean, Andre, you're a champion. And I don't, I mean, sometimes I believe that the people, the fighter has to step up and say, this is what I want. You're seeing, we can talk about this later on about Tank Davis. Tank Davis is stepping out, doing about to do some, mention some names that normally Floyd would say, nah, Floyd May would be like, nah, this is too quick for that. But um, if I'm Andre and I really want this fight, I'm saying, look, Benavides just won. He's impressive. He's at 168. Even if they don't fight at 168, he said, that's too big for me. You want to fight at a catch weight, even if that means you don't put it on the line. Make the fight. Because if you beat Benavidez, right, then you do move up. Then you do get recognition. Because you don't have the two strikes against you. Your, his problem is he either has bad promotions or something's going on. He's not getting the respect he deserves. And the one way that you uh, uh, capitalize, the one way that you eliminate doubt and you gain respect is you start taking chances and fighting so-called people that people respect and think, are good enough on that next level. And right now, Ben Vidas is, is one of those guys. So I'd be hard screaming his name. Last but not least, Canelo, yeah, I get that. I mean, he went swung for the you know, for the fences, came up short. They let you out of the, the arena. Okay, now what? So let, let's drop back a few pegs. Let's go after somebody else and let's take him down. But if that's what you want to do, because otherwise you're going to be turning around, looking around, looking in the mirror, and you're going to be an old dude talking about you still want Canelo. Well, we're getting to the point where they're going to have to set up their own elimination tournament. So, okay, Canelo is the guy we're trying to get to. And he kept saying, you haven't done this, you haven't done this. So, so fine, let's fight each other. Let's get it on. Let's figure it out, whether it's Charles, whether it's Benavides, whether it's Andre, whether it's this, Caleb Plant, whoever. Let's put it, just put it together. And then he has no choice but to fight us, unless he wants to go after Triple G for the 18th time. You know, so there's what I see, John. Yeah, no, that would be a great idea. And, you know, it ties into Andre's career because he's 34 years old. You know, he's not getting any younger here. And, really? and I think that's why he was going after Canelo so strongly is he figured, look, I got to do this now. And whatever was going on with my management, it ain't happening. And it looked like it was going to for a while. He was going to fight Billy Joe Saunders, if you guys remember that, right. a few years ago. And that wasn't his fault. Billy Joe tested positive for gosh knows what, and that fight fell through. That was an Andre's fault, and 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 yeah, a, a super middleweight tournament like they had 
when you know that guy from Oakland came out of nowhere would be wonderful, but it's not going to happen, Frank. I mean, yeah. no, I, I don't mean a, a, an official tournament. They're going to have to just say we are going to do this, and then whoever comes out of this unscathed gets canola. That's well, what you have see, to I was thinking Benavides. People might be like, uh, but you know, he is a champion, Andre. So you would, sure. he's a WBO super middleweight champion. So you get that belt. And, and Canelo's always talking about, oh, you don't have a belt. You don't have a belt. You know, well, he would have another, he would have a belt if he beat sure. Andre, but they might be thinking it might be too risky. Cause as we, we know, Andre, Andre can fight. I mean, I, you know, it's some of it's very calculated. I, that's why you get so frustrating being a boxing fan. It shouldn't be. You should say, okay, this guy's rated two. I'm rated three. Let's fight. But then, right, right, and then uh, Charles said the the, the management gets. Uh, I don't, you know, let's not fight him. He he's too risky right now. It could mess up what we're going to do in the future. But Andre's looking at, he's got to do something now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. You know, he's got to get going. He's got to do something and, and 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 find somebody that can land him a fight. You know, gosh. Well, okay. Well, look, yeah. Go ahead, Charles. No, I was going to raise my hand. I said I can land you that fight, bro. Call me. <laughs> Charles well, Farber Promotions. We no we do it. <laughs> we, get, we we gets things done. CLP. <laughs> another another acronym I don't know what it's yep. right, but but okay, but let's let's look at this from the perspective of what it is in your career. What is it you want to achieve in your career? So the first thing you want to do is you want to win your first fight, obviously. And then from there you move on and on and on. Hopefully you stay undefeated, if not a well, but you get a chance to fight for the for the belt, not the interim regular silver belt, but the actual belt. So you had a chance to fight for the belt, and you get that. All right, so now you're the champion. Now, do you either stay at that weight or move up? If you stay at that weight, then what do you want to do? You want to get the other belt, and then you want to unify. Is, is that my correct way of looking at this, or am I looking at it all wrong? Once I got the strap, I'm done, because that's what I'm seeing here. We're talking Andre's had that belt for four years. He hasn't moved off of that. He's not tried to add anything else. And he said, well, I want Canelo. Okay, well, that would have added something. But other people out there have the belts too. I want his. I want his. I want mine. I want them all. That, to me, is the selfish way of looking at it from a competition standpoint. This is what I want. There are four belts. I want all four of them. If I can't get all four of them, I at least want to force the other guy to make a decision on why he doesn't want to fight. That's not what we're seeing here. So that's the part that confuses me. And then we'll go to the next bit of news to make the nice segue of that same division. Now we have, well, let's see. I stepped up and I, I, I lost to, to Baval. And I guess, oh, I know. Let's fight Triple G again. Anyone, just weigh in on that because I don't even know if there's a question to that. Well, I, I, I'll say this about Andre. I mean, Canelo is the unified champion. So to win all the belts, he had to fight him. So he was right. trying to get all the belts. He did make an effort. It just, he just fell on his face. And, and I, it's a, one of those strange mysteries. He's the WBO champion, just like Terrence Crawford. Maybe you don't want to be a WBO champion. You know, WB out. You know, I mean, that's what WBO stands for. It's just like it doesn't get the same respect as the WBA out again. No respect, in, in, yeah. in my view, with their, all their interims and regular and I had fun in an article I just wrote about that. It's ridiculous. WBC, that's legendary. That's Muhammad Ali stuff we're talking about. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know that. No surprise in a sense that no, actually, no surprise at all that uh, Canelo is going to fight Triple G. It's very calculated. He's, he's going to fight Triple G and he's going to go after Baval again after that. That's what he said. 
you know, beat up on the 40-year-old uh, Golovkin now. It's what's interest, what is interesting, and we should discuss this for a second, at least, at least a few seconds, is there's a, a number of people on the social media who now think because Canelo lost, you know how like we love to talk about what you do in your last fight. Sometimes we give that too much focus. They're saying that Golovkin's going to win. I'm serious. I'm serious. And it's like, did you not see his last fight where he struggled and, and he knows what he needs to do, Golovkin, because he did it. I think he won one of those fights. I think he's he's won and uh, one win and a draw or, half, or yeah. whatever, yeah. right? Or whatever you want to say, but it doesn't matter. He's officially lost once and draw and drew the other time. So he knows what to do. It's just that he's slowed down. He's already all, never was right. very fast anyway. He's just slower now than he was before. But for Golovkin, as far as what he's built, this is good because this is a he'll make a boatload of money and then he can just swim away with all that money, right? At 40 years old. But Canelo just, I, you know what Canelo's doing? Canelo wants to wipe the, the slate clean of the Baval fight. He wants to knock out Golovkin and then say, okay, I'm ready for Baval again. That's, that's, and it, so it's very calculated on his part. Uh, no surprise. Uh, he said he had signed a contract, so he's going to go through with it. So it's going to be September in Frank's backyard there. So here we go. Well, Charles, it seems like it was a foregone conclusion was going to happen. But should we care? I mean, you care because it's Canelo, and that's what we've been. That's what they've been pushing out that he's the greatest thing right now going. So he took a step up. He swung. He missed. He actually went against a guy that actually could fight. You know, and it really understood. He had great strategy against the way that he likes to fight. Had he fought um, heavyweights or, I'm sorry, light heavyweights in the past. And this guy had his, had a number. He had a great strategy, and he beat him. So it's like, okay, no shame. And he came out pretty much. He wasn't hurt or anything like that. He came out. His pride, the ego was hurt. But, again, remember, I warned you guys before. I said, he's going to he lose the fight. The, the public and the media – is going to start saying Canelo looked a little rusty. Canelo wasn't. Oh, yeah. And that's what he wants. He wants you to think that he, he's not ready or he maybe lost a step. He wants you to do that. Then he'll come back down to 168. He's going to connect with uh, Triple G. And like you said, 40 years old or plus, And he's going to try to beat the hell out of him. And then he's going to go back up to Bavar because now I know if you're not ready this time, I'm going to change my game up and I'm going to do that. And then you're going to say how great I am. And then I'm going to Maybe go back down to 168 and go, now I want them real fights y'all talking about. So I want that Charlo. I want this and that. Because now he's at a point where he's probably looking at his in his career and saying, how much longer do I want to do this? And, and whatever I'm doing now, I'm really going for some real money. And I think that's where he's at right now. So it's like saying, you know, for instance, if I go and I fight uh, – if Benavidez is around, I'll fight a Charlo or then a Benavidez or Benavidez in Charlo. And then somewhere down the line, let's say, as I'm thinking about it, Errol Spence Jr. comes up and say he wants some. These are really mega fights because these start those three names or at least the two names with Charlo and uh, um, Char Charlo and also with Errol Spence Jr. Now you're talking about boatloads, cash, money, pay-per-view, out-the-box, must see TV, and then you can go. Do I even want to do this anymore? Because now you have established your that legacy that you've been talking about as one of the greatest, if not the greatest Mexican fighter ever. Because now later in your career, you're taking on them fights, and and I think that's how I see it for him. 
I don't think he feels like he has to fight anymore. He does, and he's still young enough. But I'm only going to kind of fight unless it makes sense. It make, makes, makes dollars, then it makes sense. As, as long as there are contracts out there that are in, weighted in his favor, I think he's going to go for it. But like, like, and this is what we were saying about Tyson Fury last week. When we get to the point where it doesn't make any sense anymore, it doesn't make any sense. If the fights aren't attractive to you as a fighter, you're not going to fight anymore. I think that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong about that. We all know guys that have fought because that's all they knew how to do, whether they were getting a belt or whether they're getting paid, they didn't know anything else to do. So they kept fighting or guys that retired and kept coming back like the Sugar Ray Leonard, who had no reason to really have to come back, but kept coming back and kept, or Roy Jones Jr. It's like that. Why go play basketball in the stop, but he had to keep coming back or, or a lights out Tony. I want to keep going because I can still do it. At least that's in my mind. I can let's keep after. So I don't know. It's an interesting prospect for what could happen and what should happen. I don't know. It's just a, a hard way to look at. It. Okay. I just want to say something real fast. I think Canelo loves it. I do. I think he loves boxing. I think it's his passion. He's been doing it since he was 15 as a pro. I think he does. I, I, I think, I think Charles is spot on. I, I, he wants all the big money fights to make perfect sense, but I don't think he's thinking retirement. Fury's been talking retirement for five or six years. I, I, I think that's the furthest thing from his mind at this point. He knows he's 32 and he, he might have, I think he said he wanted to fight five, five more years. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know if, he, if he's going to make it that long, but uh, things might get a little tougher from now on, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how it goes. But you're right. If, this, if, there was, if he's happy that people now think he's easier to beat, uh, or something like that, th that's good. But then again, he's 32 and he's, he's had 60 fights. So hmm. yeah. I, I, there's yeah. a guy I respect greatly who's a trainer who said that he believes that uh, the, the next so many fights of uh, not the Golovkin fight so much, but after that, football all or not, whoever he fights next, Canelo fights next, Charlo or whoever, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be you no know, easy walks in the park right. for him like right. he's had, yeah. He's not that much better than anybody else, and he could lose a couple of more times, he said. And can he even beat the ball in a rematch? That's a really good question. So, uh, you know, whatever, it, the luster of, uh, of Canelo, I don't know. It, it's always been kind of polarizing. It was, you know, complicated, but uh, he's done pretty well, so he's still in the driver's seat. Well, let, let's, let's skip ahead to this weekend because we have the, the fight we've all been waiting for, Otto Wallen versus Riddell Booker. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, let's look Only at the showtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've been waiting for that. Well, you know, I love, <laughs> I love the name. Um, Bobby Rydell's son. But if we're looking at, um, you know, well, first of all, this is what we were talking about, the WBA, the, the regular regular belts. Please. Okay. Arislandi Lara against Gary O'Sullivan. And I'm sorry, I'm the, I'm the mouth here. I don't know who the heck is Gary O'Sullivan. Now, I'm going to say that because I'm not supposed to know. Hopefully somebody knows. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll bypass that. Real quick. Oh, if someone can tell me who Gary O'Sullivan is, please do. John, this is, this is your bailiwick. He's, a, he's just a, a, he's not a journeyman, but he's, I can't even tell you his record. I'm cheating here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking uh, uh, to see. He's been around for years and, and uh, uh, stretch it out, as they would say. I think he's ranked. Uh, let's see, where is he? If he, if I even see him here in boxing rack, I don't even see him. So, you know, it, Lara, Lara's getting up there. He's getting long on the tooth too, but you know, he's a good fighter. He's, he's going to win. 
uh, O'Sullivan, I think he fought for the title before, if I remember correctly. He, he, he he's going to have to land something big to win, and and I you just you just don't you, you just don't see it. it it's kind of a it's just a a, a build up fight before the big one that we all want to see the grudge match the the, the 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 bombers Romero and Davis or Davis and Romero I should say right. so it's not going to be a fight it's probably going to be pretty boring Lara's going to outbox him like he does that's just Lara that's how he fights he's been more of a slugger lately though but uh yeah O'Sullivan uh um yeah he's yeah there's not he's a contender but where where he's ranked I can't even tell you and that's sad that because I, I wrote an article about Romero, and, but I didn't we, even... We've got, we've got to look it up. Right, right. I know he's pretty old. I know Sullivan must be in his late 30s, I believe. Yeah. And he, he Okay, here he is. Yeah, 31-4. So he doesn't have a bad record, but I believe he's he fought Munguia and got stopped. So whenever he moves up, he got stopped and won by David Lemieux. So he's the guy that moves up. He fights middle of the rotors and wins. But then when he fights top guys like Chris Eubank Jr., and that was seven years ago, he gets stopped. So he gets stopped by all the big guys. So Lara might just stop him, even an older. Let's see who's older. 37. Lara is, uh, doesn't say how old he is. But he's probably maybe 37, 38. He's got 16 knockouts. He might get a stoppage against the Sullivan. Okay, so Charles, the point I was making because John mentioned the, the regular belts and the silver belts oh. and all that stuff. We're 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 looking at now Tank Davis and Romero. Is this something that we're gonna? Okay, it, this this will be a slugger's delight, I think. But again, what belt is this for? And I, was that even? Do we care? What 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 do you see in this fight? Well, I mean, you think Romero is coming off, and he's a tough dude, and. He can punch and he's saying what he's going to do early. And I think he knows that that's probably the best chance he has. Hopefully Tank Davis starts slow and he can get shot in. But, you know, Tank Davis is one thing is he's learned as he's grown and matured in the last couple of fights, right, when he felt falling behind. But I think he's really starting to amp up uh, trying to become his own man. And I think, you know, so what happened, how he slowly but surely came on on Santa Cruz, right? And then mm-hmm. he continued to move on. And, uh, you know, you had, uh, uh, was it Cruz, uh, Pitbull? Uh, you know, he was supposed That's to right. murder. Yeah, but had some things going on that too. But he says he's healthy now and he wants to start to get that out the way. So I think Tank Davis is like, he's ready to take the training wheels off. And he's been saying that, which is why I think he's ready to make a jump. And uh, I think he's going to handle in there, handle his business, he's going to be cautious. I think Romero is going to look for a big shot probably make some mistakes because he's going to be overzealous because that's who he is. He's really kind of high energy, but he takes shots. And, you know, that old Mayweather adage, when you make a mistake, I'll punish you. I think that's what we're going to see from Davis. Uh, I don't see it lasting that long, but uh, I think Davis is getting ready because he's done something that when he's not been with, when he was with Floyd before, that he really hasn't really done too much saying. He's like, yeah, I will, but now he's calling him out. When he called out uh, – when he's called out Devin Haney, he said, when you win, bring it. Right, right, right. Yeah, so but, that's what I'm talking about. Well, but John, this is this is one of those guys where Romero that this is this is a a the soup we've been getting in the last few weeks, months is this is right for something that we're not expecting. Because you know, we're looking at Romero's record at 14 and 0, 13 and 1, something like that. 14 and 0, 12 and 14 0. Yeah, right. We're looking at somebody that hasn't had a lot of experience, but with the experience he's had, he's done well with it. Now, is he ready for this? 
and it's Tank Davis, the seasoned fighter. We're used to not used to saying that he is the more experienced fighter. So, what's the what's the recipe for disaster here for either one of them? Well, Tank Tank will have to underestimate him and run into a shot. That's that's basically all, all I see. Uh, Romero punches hard, but big fight experience. I mean, Tank's got a big edge in it. Romero is a very flamboyant guy. I, when I wrote the article, I had a lot of fun because I was saying, is he is he confident or is he arrogant? You know, what, what's what's the difference? And and I, I brought up because, as we know, I get paid every time I mention his name. I remembered something that Mr. Ward told me in Oakland because I asked him years ago. He was fighting in uh, Southern California, and uh, God, I can Edward Rodri Edwin Rodriguez. He was coming back to fight. And Rodriguez was talking about he was going to knock Andre Ward out. Like, you think you're really gonna knock him out? Are you serious? <laughs> you right. And even Andre was like, "Is he? Did he really say that?" So I said, "What is it? What do you think when 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 a fighter says that? What goes through your mind?" And he and he said, "I always wonder: Is he trying to convince himself mm -hmm. or his team?" So you wonder where the confidence really is. Is it that deep? In other words. Uh, I think Romero, from what I watched yesterday, he's a pretty confident guy for guys who had 14 fights. He's flamboyant as hell, and his, his, his verbal ability, he's pretty flexible. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. But he, Tank has got more tools. I mean, let's be real. Tank, Tank see, the thing, Tank is a, and, and maybe it's because Floyd was bringing him along slowly or whatever you want to say. And I know he was concerned because I read this Floyd I'm speaking of that Tank wasn't professional enough and he was doing some things out of the ring that was bad. And yeah, he was, but he, he seems to have grown up. He's a father now. He wants to run his own show. You can't blame him, blame him there. And then the Isaac Cruz fight that, that Charles mentioned, you know, he hurt his hand really bad in that fight early. And he had to fight basically with one hand like Gary Russell did. And he had to box more than he usually does. And he did it. And I was, I seemed like, I felt like I was the only one who was impressed. You know, everyone, oh, it's disappointing. He, he didn't knock the pit bull out. Pit bull is tough. <laughs> I mean, geez. So I was impressed by that victory. So I think, I think if anything, that helped Tank. Uh, Saturday, he's going to be the same Tank Saturday night uh, that he, he usually is. I think he's going to be aggressive, but smart about it. And he's going to, he, he's not going to go out there looking for the knockout. That's what Romero's going to do. And as, as Charles said, Romero throws swinging big shots. Romero will miss, Tank will counter him, and then we'll see if he can take it. So th this one, this one could go quick. I mean, if Tank lands, Romero's telling he punches harder than Tank. Well, okay, we'll, we'll see, we'll see about that. But, uh, you know, I, I think Tank takes care of business too, uh, uh, pretty early as, as well. But as I always do, and as remember, Frank, it's not wishy-washy. Because you made a you made a point when you said there's been things where we were so sure were gonna happen and the opposite happens. Romero, see, I think Romero, remember we were talking about puncher's chance? He's got that. But as far as a talent and all that, no. So this is your classic puncher's guy who's got a puncher's chance. If he lands something big, runs tank into something. Doesn't mean he's going to hurt Tank, though. I haven't even seen Tank. Uh, I guess he got wobbled against uh, Pitbull, but I, he's never been down in his whole career. So there's always that chance, but Tank's going to take care of business. Well, see, but Charles, this brings up a point of if there is no chance, even though there's a chance, why do we have this fight? Well, I mean, it's, it's, good, it's good propaganda. It's good marketing because he talks a great game. 
You know, the media loves people that talk. He can fight. We're not saying that he's horrible. It's just a different level. I mean, a lot of good good fighters, but difference between good and great. He talks a lot. 14 fights. He's been impressive in the fights, but he has not stepped to the next level. So he deserves a shot. So he's getting a shot. So now what does he do with it? So until we see what happens on that level, it's intriguing. And the media is bored as hell. Some of the old geezers, I'm going to call y'all out. You know what I'm talking about. Talk, call me what you want to. You, you, you are calling out because you're looking for something that you want to be right. It just goes south, right? So you throw something out. Well, we've been watching. There's a pattern. Pattern, Matt. You, you can't do that. This ain't the stock market, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> this ain't horse racing either. It, 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 this is one individual fight. And granted, not the moon, you know, the moon is rising in the ninth house and all that other bulls, age of Aquarius. Dude, it is what it is. It's, it is a straight up fight. <laughs> looking at it, and you got to look at it as an individual fight and quit looking at Patrick. We've seen a lot of upsets. Okay, it's based on people not being prepared or other guy being ready. Not about the trends in the market seeing that we're going, man, no, no, stop, stop. I, I'm not even sure where to go from these. Are the animals or Billy Davis Jr. Marilyn McCoo. I'm not sure which way to go with that, but that's all right. Um, the thing that I think is interesting about this fight and how it sets up the weekend and the next few weekends is that we are gradually getting back to fights of significance, even though I don't know that this is, there is a fighter of significance in this one. Let's go that way. I don't know if this is going to be a significant fight, but there's a fighter of significance in this fight. Okay, so we'll, we'll get the prediction business out of the way here in a little bit. But as we move forward in the next few days, the next few weeks, we have, well, let's, let's just do this as a quick topical thing. All right, uh, Haney Kimbosis, John, yay or nay? Which one? And we'll just kind of build to do that. Which one wins? Which one or... wins? Okay, Haney is better in my view. He's a better fighter. Better yeah. fighter doesn't always win. Cambosis has all the edge as far as his home crowd. And probably, as we know, because we've seen it already in Australia, the judges. I, I think Haney's going to win. I do. I think he's going to win. It's going to be, he'll win like a split decision. That's, that's, that's what I'm thinking today. Now, when we get to do the real prediction, I might change my mind. Charles <laughs> <laughs> will go, Ugh. He's turning one of those old geezers. But old my, geezer. my, gut, my gut is telling me that, oh, not my gut. I don't want to go that. My gut was wrong a few weeks ago. I just think that Haney, Haney is primed for this moment. I do. He doesn't have his dad, which is a bummer. You know, his dad didn't get to go to Australia because right. of a 30 year conviction and they won't let him come, which is that. It's like, come on, man. He's got a. Uh, 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 um, Judas' dad is is training him, and they've known each other for years, so it should be fine. But uh, I don't know. I I didn't think Cambosis was going to be Lopez, and he did. But I'm going to say Haney. Okay. All right. Then let's go to. Let's see. Let, we'll put Charles on the spot. Um, featherweights: Stephen Fulton and Daniel Roman. Ooh. Oh my God. Um, I'm gonna go with Fulton. I'm going to tell you why. Fulton won a fight. He believed in he. No one really thought he was going to win, right? And when you overcome that, then unless a guy is just totally superior than you, then you kind of roll with it. But I think he is uh, feeling pretty good. 
and it was an impressive fight. So I'm gonna go with Fulton. I just like his attitude and he's ready coming forward. So the opponent is gonna have to really come strong, which I think he can. But I like Fulton's attitude where he really believes that he deserves to be on that level. Okay, all right. Then John, let's close with this one. Uh, the monster against Donaire. The monster. Enough said. <laughs> but you you got a whole other five minutes. Okay, never mind. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's cover a little bit further then. Okay, because as we're talking about the regulars and the interims and all that stuff, there's uh, a name that just this just jumped into my into my line of sight here that I didn't even know was going to happen. On June 11th, we have Daniel Dubois coming back for the uh, regular heavyweight title against Trevor Bryant. Now, first of all, who the hell's Trevor Bryant? I'm just sitting, kidding. But, but there is another belt here that's in play. Now, John, you've already mentioned your disdain to that. So, Charles, we're going to go to this. And this is the Charles Farmer School of, of Boxing Reform. Should we even list these as, as title fights? Should these even be getting recognition for, for what it is? Or is it just, hey, this could be a good fight as an eliminator of the next guy moving up? Again, we might make too much of a big deal about belts. This could be a good fight. But is this something that we should be saying, oh, by the way, as we're promoting this, this is for the regular heavyweight title? Um, you can't say that because that it, they, they're trying to say that it deserves that respect for the belt. Okay, you can say that. But as a uh, person that's promoting or as a media person that really understands what's going on, you might say that you said that's eliminated because everybody knows what the real deal is. You watch any of the fights, particularly on the heavyweight level, we know who the true, who the true players are. So it's great to say if you really want to watch maybe up and coming or somebody that might have another shot, you can say what you want to about the regular belt, which is cool. But let's be honest about it. We know who the king is until he uh, decides to retire. And when we see, John, since you've written about this, when we see this regular belt thing, we do we automatically always say, what a load of malarkey? Or is it, there's going to be a good fight? Well, I do. I, I hate that the, the WBA does this. WBA does this. I mean, uh, they, that's what Tank has, the WBA lightweight regular title. It's like, come on, get out of here, man. You know, give me a break. It's just, it, they said they were going to eliminate these well, they said they were right. going to eliminate the interim bills. Right. But Romero is the interim, interim WBA. Regular <laughs> like, thing. Hey, yeah. man, didn't you say you were going to eliminate those nefarious garbagey belts? So I, I think it's cheap as a sport. I do. I, I have a really strong view on this, as you guys know. And I, and I have fun ripping them to shreds in my articles just because I can. Nobody cares. I do. But uh, the WBA, remember the, the, the I don't know, they're, what the world boxing a-holes, that's what I refer to them as. Careful, some careful. Of, some of my articles. There may be women and children watching yeah, this. Yeah, they just think it's money. They just think the minute you attach a title to, to somebody, it's more money. They don't see that really all they're doing is they're cheapening everything and making it a joke. And it, it it's very frustrating. I like Daniel Dubois, back to him. He's a good fighter. He's a good young fighter. He frank, he fought Joe Joyce, and, and, and Joe Joyce beat him, beat him up. Uh, it was a very close fight and hurt his eye, and, and he stopped. And this is just a Frank Warren setup here. Frank Warren has been had his eyes on Trevor Bryant for a while. Trevor's undefeated, right? 22 and 0. But <laughs> it's the WBA again. So you just you can't trust whatever they're throwing out there 
If you want to watch Danny Dubois because you like him, like me, I've been watching him since he started. Okay. But this is this is just really this is like you said, Frank. You got it right this time. It's an eliminator. That's all. Charles, is is it the equivalent of uh, next NBA season? They they start the season and and I'm not even gonna remember who did it. They they raise the banner and they pass out rings for the team that that won the first uh, playoff playing game. It's like you're you're trying to celebrate something that doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean you can say that, but I mean if you know if uh, Dubois is that good and he's you know a young guy, maybe it's worth mentioning, right? But you got to realize that it's nowhere near to being considered a top uh, boxing match because we know who the true players are. So you would you have to you have to put it in context, even though it's for a title. You have to put it in context because we know what the wars are like until we see this young man in a war, uh, even uh, his opponent that's undefeated as well, until they're really truly tested. You can't really give them the accolades that uh, they are trying to do so in the WBA. But, okay, I guess I'll get off this. Let's, let's, let's leave it at that because I don't think there's a way we're going to be able to say this is something that's worth the – energy of being a belt but it could still be a good fight it could be a good fight yeah trevor bryan is a big guy and and he hits hard so it could still be yeah so forget all the malarkey about belts and all that and just enjoy the fight there you go okay all right so what do we have this weekend um charles who, who ends up on top oh wow i mean like you said i think it's his tank tank davis all day um i think tank davis is like john said before I think he's going to be more patient. Romero's trying to make a name. He's trying to shock the world. He's trying to, you know, trying to pull the Ali off. Like, you know, I told you about it. I mean, but we haven't seen anything that shows that he's ready for that. He does talk a lot. But I think um, one Tank Davis has showed you is he's matured a lot. He's not that young, rash kid that just goes in with his head down and just waits to knock the hell out of you. He's, he's a lot more seasoned. When the, what he did against Pitbull shows that. So with that being said, I think his experience alone is going to win him the fight in a very uh, impressive fashion. Okay. John, is this something where he's going to make the others in the division stand up and go, this is really the guy we got to worry about? Or it's like, there he is just out there again. I think they're worried about him anyway, to be honest. I, I, I heard that uh, him and uh, Ryan Garcia are mouthing off against each other again. So they want that fight. He wins, Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia said, fine. So they've already tentatively agreed now that it necessarily means anything, but that would be a, that would be really fun to see that fight, Ryan Garcia and Tank. Yeah, Tank wins. Tanks, tanks, remember I said earlier, is the better fighter. doesn't always win, but he's going to win. He's better. He, 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 he's matured, I believe. Uh, the, the, the break with Floyd, this is his last fight, is a very good one. It's aimable. There's no hard feelings. Uh, uh, Floyd loves the kid. He said like a son and, and I, you know, that's good. And, and he's learned a lot. Floyd, I, I don't think Floyd Mayweather did a bad job of handling him. He just tried to tell everybody, look, we don't have to be in such a big hurry. He's won whatever the regular titles, whatever, officially, at least a couple of titles, which ain't bad. He's 26 and 0 with 24 knockouts. Right. His resume is a little thinner. He's re- he hasn't really fought a name that you go, Ooh, but he's fought some good fighters. He knocked him out. And there's this one that we really like who moved up that he he, he, he starched in six that we you know, will never forget, Mr. Santa Cruz. So uh, Tank is Tank is a tank. Tank is a, a 
definitely the real guy, and he, he'll, he'll win by stoppage. Okay, well, then I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to agree with you guys. So, um, yeah, there, there's, there's no reason to think it's going to be any different, but usually when we say that, that's what ends up being different. So we'll see how it plays out. All right. <laughs> you knew Charles was going to go, oh, man. It's always got to be a different one in the crowd. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it should go like you're saying. I, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. But, again, we've said that enough that, you know, yeah but again this is the thing if you get in the ring you never know what could happen so get ready for your it's always ends. Get, get ready for your cash run rich strike why we didn't put those two together i don't know but anyway that's that's where we're at and look it's yeah it, it's interesting how it's going to play out because i think that it solidifies what tank's going to do to the rest of the division in the upcoming months so there we go all right Thanks again, folks. It's been fun. We always love talking boxing on Real Boxing Talk because otherwise we have to rename the show. Thanks.